0: Welcome to The Wilton Report, your local real estate market update with Josh Wilton, respected real estate agent, broker, consultant and co-owner of Queenston Realty in Princeton, New Jersey. Each week on The Wilton Report, Josh Wilton takes a deep dive into the research and analysis to provide you with the insider real estate information you need to buy and sell faster and smarter. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Wilton Report. And um, today we're going to talk about a topic we hear all the time in the residential real estate business and the commercial real estate business and the appraisal business. And anything to do with residential real estate, is the market going to crash? Um, that We get that question all the time. Should I wait this out? Should I not buy a house? Should I rent? The reality is buy when you're ready to buy, sell when you're ready to sell, move when your life dictates it's time for you to move. Investors look at different metrics than residential home buyers. So people buy homes for the following reasons. Birth, death, divorce, marriage, promotion, demotion, retirement, new job, new babies. These are the things that trigger the residential real estate cycle. It's not necessarily low interest rates. Low interest rates help people buy up. Low interest rates help people buy more home than they could afford with high interest rates, but it's not necessarily the driving force of the residential real estate market. So, you know, the f- to answer the question, is the market going to crash? No. There's really no data that indicates a hard crash like we saw in 2008 uh, in the last cycle. So uh, is the market going to shift? Of course it's going to shift. Every market does. So we're just going to talk about some of the things that we're looking at, at least on the residential side, in terms of the market. uh, I think there will be a shift. I think it will be a soft shift versus a hard crash. And we'll talk a little bit about it today. So just a quick... Jump. So this is from Redfin. So Redfin is a national uh, real estate broker, and they do a lot of internal data. They have good data. And uh, 70% of homes sold in January had a bidding war. That's a national number. I would say in Princeton, New Jersey, probably 100% of the homes in January had a bidding war. 100%. Not like 70, not 80, 100 there probably wasn't a single house in Princeton that didn't have a bidding war in January. It's just a market fact. So, you know, this is from Fortune.com. Uh, it used to be Fortune magazine. So, coming into 2022, right, all the big experts were saying that you would see a deacceleration in prices in 2022. So, I'm just going to read you this. For those of you on audio, you can listen. For those of you uh, on YouTube, you can follow along with me. So Zillow said 2022, you'd see 11% growth. They changed that to 173 last month. Fannie Mae, which is a huge uh, player in the mortgage industry, um, said in 2021 that prices would climb 7.9% median, by the way, not average, median, 7.9% in 2022. They came out last month and said 11.2% price jump. So if you're thinking, I'm going to wait out the market in 2022 and wait for the market to crash, you're wrong. It's not going to crash. Uh, It will shift. So also looking forward to 2023, that same massive research company, Fannie Mae, predicts a 4.3% median price appreciation in 2023. That's a national number. That's not Princeton. Princeton. And we're going to talk about Princeton um, in a little bit. That's a national number. So again, 2023, you're going to see modest price appreciation, rising interest rates. Prices obviously have come up, um, but you will see more supply coming on the market, um, whether it's rental communities or townhouse communities, not necessarily in Princeton, but nationally, at least you will see more supply coming on, which will help the um inventory crisis. So this is from uh, an online site that I actually subscribe to. It's called Real Wealth. 2022-2025 market prediction number two. Home prices should continue to rise in many markets. So again, if you're waiting, thinking prices are going to come down 20%, they're not. They're not. They will shift. You will see a shift in the market eventually. And this is interesting because this says smaller cities are set to boom over the next five years. Today's trends will likely continue as we rely more on technology and people can choose to live anywhere. These smaller markets offer affordability, safety, and often better schools, more space and the opportunity for more home price appreciation. Now, I will say that all applies to Princeton with the exception of affordability. It just doesn't. Princeton is a very expensive market. Um, the average price of homes I showed in Princeton... Over the weekend, the cheapest was 700 and the most expensive was over 2 million. So it's just an expensive market to live in. And we'll talk about why. So, you know, is the market going to crash? As the market shifts, right, the first rule of real estate is location. So let's talk about Princeton for a minute and what makes Princeton unique in the residential real estate market. And what's interesting is that Princeton University is part of the community now they have massive wealth they're worth i think 23 billion dollars or something like that what's interesting and what residents of princeton should know is that princeton university lends its own money to professors that qualify they give professors a 33.33 percent down payment so if i'm a professor at princeton and i'm not i relocate to princeton to take a job here they're going to give me a 33% down payment. I may have my own down payment. They're going to lend me money from their own mortgage program. That money is basically two points less than what you're going to get at a bank. So they lend at favorable rates to their faculty. They give a 33.33% down payment and they're the largest employer, not only in Princeton, but in Mercer County. So One of the fundamental rules of real estate is buy with access to jobs. Well, a very large employer sits on the other side of Nassau Street and lends its own money at favorable rates to people they bring into the community. So that is a massive driver. So again, Princeton University is an unbelievable juggernaut, economic juggernaut. The other thing about Princeton Town is the schools. So people are moving here from all... (laughs) over we have people moving from Plainsboro to Princeton for the schools and West Windsor is a highly rated school district so the schools are a massive driver for the residential real estate market people are willing to move sacrifice get into different markets for their kids education so <clears throat> you know Princeton is very well positioned to survive a shift in the market not only that but people want walk to town. People want a downtown. They want a vibrant community. If I'm moving out of New York, I want to keep that sense of hustle and bustle as much as I can. I will not get that in West Amwell. You know, I will not get that in certain parts of the state. So Princeton is just a really unique combination, uh, as the university calls it, of town and gown. You get the town, you get the university, you have restaurants, you have theater, you have shopping. So, you know, there's a lot going on here. So that being said, the overall market is very healthy, driven by low supply. Rates are rising, a shift is inevitable. You will see a market shift at some point. It will impact outlying towns much more than Princeton. But that being said, if you're thinking of buying this year or next year, let's talk about things that you can do right? To make sure that you manage a market shift. So, the first thing is have a five-year plan. Like, do you plan on living in your home for four more years? And if not, should you buy? And I'm saying this as a real estate broker. Maybe you want to rent unless you plan on buying, holding, and renting because obviously the rental prices are uh, quite high. Um, so, if you're comfortable being a landlord and you're going to be in your home for less than four years, buy a house. If you're going to be in home less than four years, Rent at Avalon, right? It's a really nice community. Maybe you don't want to pay rent, but maybe you rent here and buy an investment property somewhere else. Do you have cash reserves other than your down payment? The answer really should be yes. Um, you know, you don't want to buy a house and have no cash at the end of the process. You want to buy a house, have a responsible down payment, have a responsible monthly payment, and you want to have some cash reserves. Lenders will not lend you money, Um you know, if you don't have some cash reserves, obviously. And something else to talk about in the Princeton market, about 60% of the transactions in 2021 were cash. They were cash. There's a ton of equity in this market, meaning even if the market came down 5%, you have to have 20% down in Princeton. And most of the homeowners pay cash. So not that anybody wants to lose money, but It's not like a market where people are putting 3% down and all of their equity gains may be wiped out by a moderate shift. So Princeton's just a little different than the normal residential real estate market. Number two, buy down at a good location. So you have a decision to make. I'm going to buy a house, a massively big house on Cherry Valley Road, or I'm going to buy a moderate house on Jefferson in the heart of town. Which one do you think will survive a shift better? The one in Jefferson. It comes back to location. So certain market locations will always stand the test of time. Here's my advice for people in Princeton. The safest bet is to buy as close to the university as you possibly can. Why? Because it's the biggest employer in town and they lend money and it's they just help their people. And people don't want to commute. Even if it's four miles, they don't want to commute. So, you know, people move to Princeton to be able to walk. Despite COVID, buying with access to mass transit helps trains and buses. In our case in Princeton, we call it the Dinky. Look, the only thing with the Dinky when they redid the train station is they should have ran it right at the Nassau Street. You would have seen a real estate boom like you've never seen before in your life. They didn't, whatever. It's still an awesome train station. It's a great hub. So having a train station in Princeton with access to mass transportation and jobs in New York City and Philly and Washington is hugely important versus buying in a town that doesn't have access to mass transportation. That will always be a fundamental. Maybe you don't buy a single-family house. Maybe you buy a duplex. Maybe you buy a multifamily. Maybe you, you know, I don't want to say live tough for a couple of years, but you buy a multifamily, and in two, three years, you move out of that and buy a single family, you have income. So there's certain things to think about. Now, multifamilies in Princeton are not cheap. Uh, Duplexes in Princeton are not cheap. But instead of buying one house for 1.2, maybe you buy a duplex, two houses for 1.2, and then you move out in a couple of years. And then you have income and you're, you're set for a much longer uh, period of time. You just have to be obviously comfortable being a landlord. And last but not least, real estate is all about three things. Location, location, location. And other than it's about access to jobs. And you can look at Princeton on a map and say, okay, the closer I am to Princeton University, the better the long-term investment the closer I am to the center of town, the better the long-term investment. So these are just some of the fundamental things that we counsel people on all the time when it comes to buying real estate and you should think about. So obviously, if you have any questions, if you want to talk about the market, you can follow me on Instagram, JoshWilton71, call or text 609-577-6786, or you can follow us on YouTube, obviously, at The Wilton Report. So that's it. It's just a kind of a quick quick snapshot today of what's going on in the market. 100% of homes in Princeton are in a bidding war status. And um, that's not going to change this year. It probably won't change next year. Um, but there are steps you can take to buy a little bit perhaps more conservatively than not. So I hope today's podcast helped and video cast helped. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining us for the Wilton Report. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please share it with your friends and be sure to subscribe to the Wilton Report on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts.